Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and today I'm chatting with Teresa McCloy. Teresa and I jump right into our conversation. So I am going to give you a tad bit more of the backstory than I usually do. Most of the time, I like it when my guests talk about themselves. Teresa is a coach and consultant who helps her clients discover what really matters in their business. Teresa is all about being real. So much so that she helps entrepreneurs, creators, and leaders assess their habits and execute a real-life process to take their everyday ordinary life and create something extraordinary in their real life, real work, and real self. And yes, Teresa has trademarked all those terms. Before we jump into this conversation with Teresa, I want to remind you that the best way to make sure that this podcast supports your tech needs is to go to callwithjamie.com and book a call with me. That's C-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-J-A-I-M-E.com. You can also find that link in the show notes, of course. On that call, we'll have the chance for you to totally dish on what you'd like to hear on the podcast and how I can make it better specifically for you. Without us talking, how can I know what you truly need? And with that, let's chat with Teresa. Teresa, welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you, Jamie. I am very excited to be here as well. I love technology, so this is going to be fun. Yes, absolutely. And it's so interesting to me that there are people on all elements of the spectrum uh, from loving tech and not using it effectively to loving tech and using it to the nth degree to hating tech, but using it effectively to hating tech and not using it effectively. I feel like it's a quadrant. And so everybody kind of falls somewhere on those two, you know, in the spectrum of that. So when you say that you love tech, that's awesome. That puts you in a certain side of the quadrant, but how do you use tech in your business? Oh my gosh, I use it in so many places within uh, the real life process. So as I work with people, I have online courses. So I'm working with, uh, you know, certain software in that regard, uh, do graphic design with some other software, um, you know, speaking, I use things to create uh, visuals and that type of thing. So it just is so ingrained, I think, in my life, I can't imagine how I would do it any other way. You know, I live in front of my computer, so I'm always doing something technology. Yes, yes. You know, I think that you touched on something right there that some people don't even think of jumping into Canva to create a quick graphic as using technology or, you know, hosting a course as necessarily using technology. But those are two very common uses of technology that many entrepreneurs are doing and using. And I think that there's a little bit of a misconception as to what is 
considered technology and what's considered a tool. I don't know if you think of those in, uh, synonymously or if you think of those as different or how you might differentiate those. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I think we make the assumption that, um, you know, these are just things that I use as tools in my business. So I think there are a lot of people that are probably a little bit more tech savvy than they even think they are, but they've just learned to use a certain software, a certain tool, as we said, like a, a Canva, and we know how to use it. So we don't really think we're tech savvy because, well, we just know how to do that, right? And so we're comfortable with it. Um, but then if you would ask us to learn another piece of technology, we'd be like, oh no, I can't do that one. And yet, you know, we're using something every day in, in our lives and don't even think about it. Yes, exactly. I think that we get to a point where something that is a tool that we use in our business, it no longer feels like we're using technology or we're having to incorporate technology because we've mastered the tool or the technology and we just consider it part of our everyday. And I think that that's something that is great. It's like great in the industry that when you've mastered using a piece of technology, you now consider it just a tool in your toolbox. But when you are looking to do something new that your toolbox cannot currently handle, then it becomes a burden or becomes something that is insurmountable or nearly insurmountable. And you turn to something like the Tech of Business podcast to try and find the answers to what might be solved, able to solve the problem that you're looking to solve. So Teresa, let's let's kind of dig into your business and what tools and technology you're using effectively, what you wish you would be using more effectively, and how that makes it so that you can impact the lives of uh, your clients and your students uh, using the real life process and all of that. Sure, I'd love to. And you know what you were saying too, I think is, um, important. One of the decisions I've had to make this year in my business is what do I want to learn and what do I want to, you know, hire out to a team member or contract out for somebody else to know, because I really don't need to have that hands-on knowledge of that piece of technology. And I find for many of the clients that I work with, it's, that's one of the biggest decisions they have to make along the way is what am I learning that I need to know? And then what do I really just want to trust an expert who knows that technology um, to run it and do and give me the end product? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, I think that that was, that's definitely quotable. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just know that for, I work with entrepreneurs, creators, and leaders, helping them to decide what really matters in their life and what they're going to spend kind of their quality time on, whether it's in their business or their personal relationships or, you know, time matters. And many times this technology kind of dark hole that some people feel that it is, right? I love it. I can get addicted to it and I love figuring things out, but I have to decide if it's the best use of my time and either listening to someone like you and really fleshing out a piece of software and going, okay, that's a great piece. I want to add that into my business like Canva, but am I the one that needs to know how to 
in and out and lay out graphics and do all that? Or am I better off hiring someone to do those types of things and just, you know, giving me the end product? Right. Right. Yes. So let's, let's, let's dig in. Let's dig in. And I am, I am totally open with sharing names of software. I'm, we'll definitely put any of those in the show notes so that people can see what you're using and what's being effective and not effective and things like that. And every piece of software out there that uh, we generally talk about on the podcast is going to work for some people and it's not going to work for others. So there's no judgment if someone here is listening and says, <laughs> Teresa found this amazing piece of software that she's using and they go and try it and it just doesn't work in their environment. That's not a problem. That's why this podcast exists is to expose you to technology <laughs> and to the software tools that others are using effectively. So you can figure out if they're going to work in your own business. So Teresa, let's, let's get into it. Sure. And I try to keep it pretty simple once I find something that works for me. So Kajabi is my online course mm-hmm. source for uh, technology. And uh, there's a lot of good ones out there that just happen to be the one that I ended up choosing. So um, Kajabi meets my needs really well in the online course space. I use Canva for all of my graphics. I don't design much anymore, although, because again, that's a dark hole that I love to be in. <laughs> So I have a team member who does most of my Canva. Um, I use a task management software called Nasby or Nosby. It's been around for a long time. Uh, You know, it falls in that um, Asana, you know, category, uh, Trello, that type of thing. It's just something that I'm used to. And I think that's something about technology too, Many times we can hear, oh, there's this new out and there's that new out. And, you know, we have to decide, is it worth spending the time to switch mm-hmm. to something new? Or can we just, you know, how do we measure when we're ready to change something like that? Because I've looked at other things this year. So many people use Trello and I'm like, oh, maybe I need to switch. But then I'm like, I'm so invested in Nasby and how I know how to adapt it to me that, um, and then, you know, Dropbox, uh, I use a paid version of it, but that's kind of where we store a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, WordPress, you know, for website, I mean, that's really, it, it's pretty simple when you get your four or five, I'm trying to think what I'm leaving out, but when you get your system, especially mm-hmm. when you're working with a team, when you get your system of this goes here, this goes there, this is how we operate. They all just become these tools in our business that we just don't even think anything about. Right. And, you know, and going to my framework, which, you know, this is the tech stack framework, we have our base level tools and you couldn't operate your business without Kajabi. You couldn't Mm -hmm. operate your business without your WordPress website. You couldn't operate your business without those fundamental tools. And then on top of the base tools, we have our support tools. And in that place, that's generally where your project management is going to sit and where Canva is going to sit and where Dropbox is going to sit because those are kind of a little bit more interchangeable. As long as graphics can be created you're going to be able to put out graphics. Mm -hmm. But if graphics are being created in Photoshop or in Canva or in PicMonkey, or you are not even creating graphics and you're just using stock photos, all of those are your support tools and 
the end result is that they're supporting the base tool of getting your courses out or getting your blog posts out or your podcast episodes out or whatever it happens to be. And um, I think that there's a lot of value in understanding the hierarchy of tools, it's a lot easier to swap out a tool that's sitting on the support layer or the growth layer than it is to swap out a tool that's sitting at the base layer of the framework. I love that. And I love that framework model. I, you know, listen to your podcast and I've heard you talk about that because that is so true. And I've even, you know, mentioned that to clients as, you know, and of course I use Google Calendar. I'm a Google girl. And so when I work with time management, you know, I teach people, you know, how to use Google effectively and color code and do some of those things. And, and depending on where the technology you're using sits in that framework makes a difference on, you know, how you decide whether it's worth switching something up or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that when you do those evaluations and I mean, in your position, when you're, you know, taking someone through the real life process and you're helping them figure out if they're spending enough time in their business or if they're spending enough time in their family life, you're going to be balancing how much tech overhead is required to get everything done. (laughs) Exactly. And whether they, you know, everybody's business is different and depending on kind of what your hourly rate is and what your, you know, what your sweet spot is, what's the, I call it real work that you're to bring to the world, you know, Mm -hmm, what's your passion mm -hmm. That may make a difference on whether you're the one creates graphics or you have someone else do it or whether you're the one that's managing your uh, um, website or your uh, online course uh, software and you really know it inside out. I'm kind of the person and I think it goes back to actually have a two-year degree in computer programming back in the day when the computer was this big as our houses, right? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so I think I have this kind of technology style where I really do like to learn something and know it before I pass it off to someone else, mm-hmm. just in case I, I have to do something. Uh, but I'm learning to be a better CEO of my business and really trust that I can just give that away to someone. But I still enjoy that. And but yet I meet many people who do not at all. And um, so, yeah, it's knowing what's your base, what's those, you know, middle of the road ones. Because probably you work more in the middle of the road if you've got some team members. They're working more in the base stuff and you're up in the task management, right? Or the calendar stuff and all of that. So. Yeah, it, well, yeah, no, and it, it really, really depends on what the business is and mm-hmm. how you interact with your customers and clients. And I think that a tech stack is going to look far different for a service provider versus a product provider versus an in-person service provider versus a storefront. And, you know, I mean, there are so many different ways of running business mm-hmm. and make impacting lives, whether it's a, ta- you know, in a tangible way or an intangible way in a, you know, it, it, there's so many ways of doing all of this that we just want to create a solid foundation to support those efforts. Mm-hmm. And 
I'd love for us to pick a piece of software and kind of talk about why you chose it and what the what the success criteria was of that so that people can do that with that piece of software or any of the other uh, tools that we've mentioned on the podcast. Just I, I would just want to kind of take um, a real world perspective so we can sure. Either- we could do it with Canva. We could do it with Kajabi. We can do it with something we haven't even talked about yet. Um, how about we do it with my task management software, Nasby? Because a lot of people, um, you know, task management software, you know, why, what are you looking for? What are you looking mm-hmm. for in that kind of software? And, you know, there's some certain reasons why I pick a certain type of task management software. So yeah, let's do it. So you want to dive into that? Absolutely. So uh, at a base level, what is the primary function of this software? So the primary function to me of this software is the ability to take a project, so something that I'm working on, and kind of put all of its tasks there. You know, so all Mm -hmm. of the different things, and it's part of what I teach in my system is I work in 90-day processes, so, you know, I'll put my task in for the nine or excuse me, my project in for the 90 days. And then I just start kind of doing a brain dump Mm -hmm. (laughs) over to the side. One of the things I love, it's very simple. And I know Trello's kind of set up this way too, but it just does a list, you know, Mm -hmm. of all the different things. So you can kind of just do that mind map or that brain dump right there in the software, just Mm -hmm. everything and anything. And then you can go in and after you see it, you can uh, put the date that you want it done by. You can put, uh, you could number it if you want to, but then you can also make all these notes about that particular task back and forth. Mm-hmm. And if you have a team member, you can assign them the task and you can comment back and forth. So what it does for myself and my team is I keep notes in there. So mm-hmm. even if I'm meeting with a client, you know, I might put their name in as the project and then all my notes of my conversation with that client can be kept there, um, back and forth with my team. So it keeps us out of email. Totally. Anytime you can use task management software to keep you out of email. And when I get into it in the morning or in the afternoon or whenever I'm checking it, uh, during what I call a prep block, because you want to not be checking all those things all the time, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. At specific times of the day. So when I'm checking it, you know, those things just show up as little comments like, oh, she got back to me about this or, you know, this. And so we kind of can have this ongoing dialogue. We use Voxer a lot too, mm-hmm. to do yes. verbal. But when we want it recorded and we want to keep on task, and then Nasby will create kind of after I have my two or three projects, it'll create your daily task list because you've assigned dates, right? Of what right. you wanted to work on. So I know a lot of softwares are similar to that, but it's very clean. Mm-hmm. I'm a very visual person. And I think that's another thing about technology. Um, you know, we're looking at it for long periods of time, right? And so right. it has to look visually appealing to us and different people are different. Um, we were talking right before the call about how many windows we can have open, right? Some people are very distracted by multiple lists and multiple things. And um, so NASB is very clean. So Mm -hmm. that's another reason I'm attracted to it. 
Yeah, that's, a, that's great. I think that there's a lot of value in being in your in your in your uh, clarity when you are looking at software. I know that in the nature of my business, I may be working with someone who is using Asana. They're using Asana for other project management, you know, or for other projects with other uh, contractors that they're working with. And so then they'll set up a an Asana environment for us to work in. And so then inside my Asana, I have three, four, five teams that I'm on at any one time if I'm using, a, you know, for the Asana projects and navigating between them or seeing a concise what's up to-do list, inbox, whatever it might be, is not that straightforward. And I think that that's the difference in the type of work that I do where because I, I provide the same type of service across multiple um, different businesses that I end up with these project management tools that don't necessarily jive with one another. And whereas in your case, you're the project, you run everything and everybody has just like one dashboard. And mm-hmm. I think that I think that there's a lot of value to that. And I think most of the listeners are going to be more in your case where they have just one dashboard and they're not going to have two, three, four different views of different projects that they have to work on and then prioritize outside the project management tool. I think that there's a lot of benefit to being able to put priority into a single place and figuring out your day from one single source. Is that kind of how you do it? Yes, it is. And so I've used the tool for years, this uh, NASB task management software. But when I was working several years ago, before I became a business coach, I was actually a virtual assistant. And I had four or five different clients like you're talking about. And Nasby does have that capability. I taught my clients to use the tool mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it would pull in. So on any given day, like you're might pull up a list and I might have two or three tasks from this client, two or three from that client. So multiple things could come into that one view. Um, So it works either way. And that's the beauty of some of the software is it really can grow with you. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. you Different payment plans and that type of thing. The beauty of NASB is it's actually free for up to five projects. So, you know, you can use it and kind of work with it. I always encourage uh, my clients in in the productivity space to s- try something for 90 days before you give up on it mm-hmm. because it really does take us a while for to get in a system, get in a routine with any type of new software. And unfortunately, most software sometimes just give you like a 30-day free trial and right. it's almost not quite long enough, right? You're just like, oh, I just got it figured out, how I drag and drop or how I do this. Yes. And then, and then it's like, oh, dang, I have to make a decision. And so, um, you know, I encourage people if there's a way that you can stick with something new for an, at least a 90-day process, you're, you're much better off knowing, yes. yes, this is for me or this isn't. Yeah. And I think that's something that we talk about on the podcast. I've talked about it several times is that the hardest part is figuring out if it's working for you in your business. So taking that longer time to go through it. The shorter part of a decision is weighing this versus that. Don't take three weeks to look at, am I going to use Nasby? Am I going to use Trello? And 
kind of put your stuff into both of them. Look at them, look at the top level, look at a few reviews and dig into one of them and give it your best effort because you're never going to be able to be fully committed to a product if you're not giving it a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and you're just going to spend and waste so much time. Like, and I've heard so many people like, Oh, I'm going to try two or three and see which one. And I'm like, don't do it at the same time. Right. Right. Um, and don't try to, cause you're just really defeating the purpose even of lose something along the way in any of that, you know, don't put some of your courses in Kajabi and some in teachable or whatever, you know, right. and, I mean, you're just, you're defeating the purpose of streamlining, uh, what you use. Another thing that, you know, we dug into Nasby, but, um, another one that I use so much because I'm a coach is zoom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I couldn't live without zoom. I spend more time talking to people <laughs> over, <laughs> the, you know, over a zoom product. Um, than uh, anything. And it, I just can't find anything better that, you know, delivers the quality, records audio, video, you know, those types of things. But can I share with you a fear of technology? I love that. <laughs> I'd love that. Yes, let's do it. So um, you mentioned podcasting and I'm getting ready to launch a podcast in January. So I've had to kind of go down the road of diving into some new technology or Mm -hmm. some new tools to put in my tool belt. And I was really surprised kind of how intimidated I was because it's been a long time since I've learned totally new software and Uh just deciding I was so, um, you know, it's difficult to make the decision. And it reminded me of how my clients feel or your clients feel even, you know, just deciding like, oh, what am I going to use to record audio? And what am I going to do? Do I do video and audio? You know, all the decisions around kind of bringing in a new, um, new marketing tool, new, new way of doing business in, I just forgotten how much kind of energy it takes to choose the software, the technology side of things. Yes. And I think that is such a great point. And I think it's another quotable, Um, (laughs) but I think that is such a a great point that just because you want to bring on something new, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a flip of a switch. It is worth setting it up as a project and Mm -hmm. doing it methodically. No one would create a website without ever exploring their brand or their messaging or their or writing writing their text or getting you know to figuring out their pictures so those are all components of building a website sure you can slap together something pretty quick but we know that this is a visual representation uh, and consumable representation of our business. So any other project that we are taking on deserves as much care and effort as that. It's things like making sure that you're using earbuds or headphones when you're recording your audio. It's making sure that your sound sounds as good as it possibly can and feeling like you understand the timeline of an episode. I mean, I think that's something that you probably are about to experience, but what does it take to actually get a product, um, 
get a podcast episode from I want to interview Teresa for my podcast to getting you on my calendar, to scheduling it out, to recording this, to recording the intro, to putting it all together and uploading it and making sure that all the graphics are created. I mean, there's so many little pieces to the podcast that it's worth putting it together inside your project management tool and treating it just as you might with an external project, just because it's an internal project it doesn't change the fact that it doesn't still need as much attention to detail. And, you know, choosing then, yes, what am, you know, am I going to use Audacity? Am I going to use Camtasia? Am I going to use GarageBand? You know, what am I going to choose? Where am I going to host it? And then learning your way around, you know, something like Libsyn, like that was new for me. Right. And it was such a great reminder. I laughed to myself last week when I was doing a few things of how, you know, like I said, many of my clients that work and come to me and say, you know, can you help me learn what I need to be working on, what I need to be paying attention to, what are the steps to do that? How do I put it in my calendar? So this productivity space, so they're moving their business forward many times the stuck place comes around technology. And um, sometimes I forget how difficult. So it was a good reminder for me of uh, like, oh, this is how other people, because I've used technology for so many years mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. love it. And I love to learn something new, but it was a good reminder for me of how it feels kind of foreign to people when they first dive into a new piece of technology and decision fatigue is what I call it. You know, when we get, uh, we have so many decisions we have to make about the process of putting something like a website or a course or a podcast together. We know the end result will be worth it, but all those little steps along the way and the learning of the little pieces along the way can, can feel exhausting. It can, and that's where your support system comes in. And that's Absolutely. why that's why there are coaches out there. That's why there are consultants. That's why there are advisors and you know freelancers and uh, people you can bring onto your team to help you feel supported in the effort of bringing on that new technology or bringing on that new system or bringing on that new outlet. And I think that that's where it, we're so lucky now that we're in, you know, the, well, I cannot believe it's 2019 oh, at the wow. point when this episode is airing. We're recording this in the December of 2018, but it'll be out in 2019. And it's like, wait a second. We have made so much progress in making computers and technology and tools that much more accessible that it's absolutely the right time to bring on something new if that makes sense for you and to bring on the support so that you can feel accomplished and kind of going back to where we were at the very beginning is technology becomes a tool in your tool belt when you feel comfortable with it and you have the support you need well and it can bring you um so many opportunities right i mean we talked about being on a Zoom call, you can be on something, you know, with somebody around the world. Right. Uh, you can be on a podcast and put your voice out there and uh, your brand and your expertise for people around the world to hear. So technology is our friend. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, we, we can use it to our advantage. Can you imagine trying to market our businesses 
without this tool, without right. the ability, we just don't even think anything of it. Um, I get the opportunity here in my local community to work with uh, high school students who are entrepreneurs. So they're building their own business uh, over their senior year. And it's amazing to me. One of the things the kids share with me, I'll come in and teach them some technology tools uh, like Slack or uh, to you know manage their classroom or task management or how to mm -hmm. properly work in email. And I'm always amazed that these 18 year old kids come up to me and they'll say, you know, adults assume that we know how to do technology because we have a phone and because we've grown up with laptops, we don't know anything different, but they're scared to death of technology because they've really only learned those, those pieces, you know, and they mm -hmm. don't really know how to do software. And that was yeah. so eye-opening to me a few years ago. And I'm like, you know, you're right. We just assume that you know how to make a graphic in Canva. They that don't is, have a clue. Yeah, that is it. that is such a great reminder for all of us. No matter where we are in our business, there's somebody who is a step ahead of you in understanding the technology and you can lean on them. There is also somebody a step behind you who may want to lean on you. And I think mm -hmm. that that's uh, really kind of, it's, it's a reassuring that no matter where you are, you're going to be able to find your place in the technology sphere of things. I kind of want to wrap us up on that note, Teresa. So sure. the way that I like to wrap up this, uh, the podcast, as you know, is for you to share where people can connect with you. And then we'll come back to one final curveball type question. Sure. Well, to connect with me, the easiest thing is always to go to my website at TeresaMcCloy.com, T-E-R-E-S-A-M-C-C-L-O-Y.com. Or you can find me at a free Facebook group also called the Real Life Process Tribe. And we just give out all kinds of free content and have great conversation around productivity and uh, those types of things. Very good. We'll have those in the show notes for sure. And uh, depending on exactly when your podcast launched, I'll also toss that into the show notes if it's launched by the time we uh, release or I'll update the episode show notes once it is live as well. So that may everybody can have another listen of uh, to you and what, what your show is all about. So that being said, I love, again, ending every episode with a little bit of a curveball question. And for you, I want to use it as a little bit of an opportunity for you to promote your podcast and share what it is that you do to empower your clients on a daily basis. Well, um, the podcast is actually going to be about a tool that I love to use called the Enneagram. And so it's called the Enneagram in your real life because my process is called the real life process. So if we know ourselves well, so it's a tool for self-awareness. If we know ourselves well, we can live our best real life and do our best real work. And that's my passion is to help people really have a foundation of self-awareness because once we have self-awareness, then we're going to bring our best self to the world in the relationships in our life, in the work that we do, uh, in how we live out in health and our spiritual life. So it's a holistic approach at living your life. So the Enneagram in your real life is where I'm headed. 
awesome. Thank you again so, so much for coming and hanging out with me on the Tech of Business podcast. It has been so fun. I love the conversation. And with that, this episode is a wrap. Have you left a rating or review for the Tech of Business podcast on Apple Podcasts yet? Click on over right now and leave a quick rating and review. I would love to read it. The greatest gift a podcast listener can give to a podcast host is to subscribe and share. Thank you for your gifts. I wouldn't be here without them. As we get close to the one-year anniversary of the Tech of Business podcast, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping others know that technology is something that can be embraced and that I'm here to support all your wild and ambitious online objectives. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.